Okay, let's go ahead and get started. Uh, today, this is Coach McVicker of the Inglewood Igloo Makers. Joined with me is Coach, oh, Coach, what's your coach name? Uh, Mike Wynn. Mike Wynn of the Las Vegas Loco Lobos. Coach right. Loco Lobos, Mike Wynn, is, re, is joining back to the league from how long? How long has it been? Uh, I've been out of the league for four years. Uh, previously I was in ODTL league five for 14 seasons. Okay. And those are four real years. We're not talking in. Yeah. Four, years. four real years. I was four real yeah. years. Okay. We don't talk about pretty the much, real life. pretty much from the day that, uh, ODTL went dark to mm. like the beginning of season 31 and league 31. Okay. I love it because this will be a, I think this will be a fun podcast. We're going to be looking Right now, today, we're going to be doing the green group. Uh, and the podcast I get, we get to do together is going to be fun because I'm somewhat of a new coach. I've been here from, I didn't do ODTL. I started, you know, mid to end of season 14 in League 31, and that's it. Um, but you've got all this knowledge and data and stuff from old DTL, and you're re-jumping back in. So the new, the old... I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how, how this goes. So let's go ahead and jump in. The green group consists of Salt Lake City Denizens, Rayleigh Toast, Raleigh Toast, Bloomington College, and Charlotte Sandshark. So the group is named after Salt Lake's uh, senior who graduated, Avery Green. Uh, they, Salt Lake, graduated the 4874 class and brought in the 29-19. So kind of just reloaded. Yep. Uh, if you're taking a look, they graduated two starters in Lath Ray, as well as Avery Green, um, and brought in three solid guards. What are you seeing here, Coach? So obviously Avery Green, the group is named after him. He was, he was Salt Lake's uh, leading scorer last year at the shooting guard position. So I kind of see, you know, they're going to have to replace that production somehow. So I'm looking at center Evan Trask, sophomore guard, uh, Aaron Kosky. They're going to have to carry uh, this their supporting roles from last season into more primary roles this season and step up. Um, also, they're bringing in a sharpshooting freshman, Elliot Gonzalez. Uh, he'll be looked at to help overcome the scoring gap as well. So that's what I see. I mean, they finished second in their in C31 last year. So solid finish, obviously losing a player like AV green, that's difficult to replace, but they have a very, like you mentioned, they graduate, they're graduating a less talent, talented class than what they're bringing in comparatively. So. Yeah. I'm just real quick, like perusing these stats. It's a really, really interesting team. Um, Aaron Kosky last year as a freshman was coming off the bench and putting up 16 points from the bench on 57% true shot. Um, uh, and I'm looking at the rest of the new recruits that he brought in. None of them are passers. And so nobody really replaces Lath in that. Right. So does he go just hardcore scoring and just throw Aaron at the point guard spot? One of these other guys um in for the other spot because it's it's a really it's unconventional they don't you had okay i'm just looking at the starters from last year seven points from the point guard nine points from soft uh small forward and then 
um, Malik Hutchison was a passer, not a, not a score either. So he was getting blocks and, and passing the ball, but he wasn't scoring. So you had three starters who weren't scoring. And so I would think that a team ranked 38 on the 20th, uh, strength of schedule would have a couple of elite scores, you know, scoring 25 yeah. or so points, but no, it was, it was one on the defense because you had two big guys, Evan Trask and Hutchison down there. Um, and some solid passing. So it'll be really interesting. I, I'm curious yeah. on who slots in for Lath and Avery. Do they bring in the new talent or do they bring in uh, some of the maybe older guards that have a bit more experience and bit more uh, have been a bit more tested? I'm curious on what's going to go there. Yeah. You know, I, I'm looking at Malik Hutchison. Um, interesting. Like, I don't know what this guy's rated as. I'm kind of like, I'm new to the league, so I don't have his like scouting profile, but I would, I would run him at, at small forward for a couple games, maybe, maybe run oh. some scrims with him because especially if you're going to, if you might have a few lineups um, where you, where you may see yourself going small. Um, I mean, they have height, but um, I don't know. I would, I would maybe run like a big lineup and throw Hutchison at small forward. He's obviously got hands. Uh, cause he's throwing 6.1 assists from the power forward and center position. So mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I, I like a tall, small forward, especially one that can dish. So, yeah, it's the, he, I wonder how much flexibility they have. I mean, Salt Lake's been, I'm just looking through their, uh, Hutchison's last two seasons and he's been thrown around. Like he's been played at so many different positions, whether it's backup power forward, backup center, center power forward i mean it's it's two positions but getting thrown around uh i'm so confused is there maybe that's just like one of those things this guy's pumping out stats but they're not winning and so it's like if we're not winning i'm not going to play the guy because he's averaging so he has so many blocks yeah a, a lot when he's playing he's bringing in a ton of rebounds and a ton of assists like i that's all i ask for in, my, in a big yeah well, and, it, I, he might be, I, I'm guessing, look, we're, I'm speculating a bit, but it, three fouls a game for a 6'10 power forward, I'm mm -hmm. guessing he's not very athletic. So um, I don't know. Yeah, he he probably has high intelligence. And so it's throwing him around in all these uh, different positions. He's probably someone that can really adapt to different roles in offense and defense. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. I like him as a player. I I. I I could see Salt Lake utilizing him in some interesting, interesting ways. Yeah. So they've got some flexibility. I mean, they bring in three guys, uh, six two, six four, six seven, all scoring fifteen to fourteen points on solid true shot percentages, uh, bringing in some rebounds, uh, some solid steals from Fernando White. So a six seven guy who's bringing in one point six steals, sixteen points on fifty five essentially percent true shot. I like that. And I think that gives some flexibility. Um, we're really just going to see who can step up and play that point guard shooting guard position is really, I think the question for them because they have a lot of options, small forward and down small forward, power forward center. Um, so I'm, I'm curious to see where they go with that, but let's take a look at the next team in this green group. The, is it Raleigh toast or Rayleigh toast? I think it's Raleigh. I, my friend lives in Raleigh and Raleigh. All right. Raleigh, so, right. So Raleigh toast, 
Um, last year, they graduated the 125-156 class, brought in the 101-115, so slightly better. Not amazing, but I ain't getting mad about a class that's that. Um, taking a look at their freshmen or their seniors, they graduate. Oh, Nicholas Bainon. What an absolute unit of a player. Um, and Dakota Key, yes. That... That was a surprisingly highly ranked, like, or a lower ranked class, the 125, 156 for Nicholas Bainon, who is, uh, I would want, need to check, but might be, some, he's somewhere in the top for all time scoring. He averaged, yeah, 30.7 points a game uh, through his career. So, wow, having, having to replace somebody like that and a supporting, person in Dakota key. Yikes. Yeah. So Nicholas Bainon, my nickname for him is Bay for <laughs> anyone else, because he does not pass the ball to anybody else. <laughs> He's 28 points a game and he is before anyone else replacing Nicholas Bainon is going to be difficult for sure. And uh, Raleigh uh, coach toast bringing Raleigh its first ever regular season conference seven title last year. So congratulations to coach, to coach mm -hmm. toast there. Gonna gonna need some uh probably probably uh you know water to rise and lift all boats um <laughs> kind of thing here because because replacing one guy like Bannon's gonna be gonna be hard for sure. So taking a look at who they brought in. So Rodney Bengal is the first guy, obviously, to take a shot at replacing Nicholas. He's six two shooting guard, scored twenty-one point eight points on fifty-six point eight percent true shot. Um, no hands, no defense. Well, at least not stats. He has 0.4 assists, 0.5 steals. He does only have 1.3 turnovers, so that's not terrible, but, um, we'll see, uh, slotting into who, who'd they have in the backup? I mean, you had, they have some height, so they've got, they still have Ethan Allen, Jacob Ray on the bench for some height, Malik, O'Keefe. And they keep bringing back Jacob Bryson, who was a freshman last year, uh, had had decent hands, scored a decent bit. So you I have. It, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm interested because they're, you know, if you're just going off of recruit mags rankings, mm -hmm. their junior class is supposed to be super talented. Yep. And they had two juniors sit the bench all season, not yeah. even touch the floor. So. Um, interested to understand like what those guys are rated at, how they might be able to contribute. Maybe they can um, kind of cover up um, a multitude of sins with being on leaving a little bit. Uh, so I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I took a look at their individual high school stats. There's nothing there. That's crazy. I mean, both just one, Caleb, that? Caleb Rhodes, just carrying the load there. Maybe I guess let's where's yeah. Caleb Rhodes, six, eight, yeah, he was a 20-game score, 14. Yeah, he was really solid. Um, 9.5 rebounds from power forward position in high school. So um, with really good hands, really solid defense, and really solid shooting. Yeah, Caleb Rhodes is a is an all-around really solid player. So that's probably carrying that. It's weird to see such a carry and yet have a pretty equal um, mag rating. We tend to see um, sim hoops rate the class at least my heart my theory the theory i've seen talked around or thrown around in the message boards the sim hoops is showing the t the class as a whole so the three people as a whole and then um 
the other one i honestly can't remember what it stands for but uh they that second number saying do you have a star player which to me caleb rhodes is that star player now he hasn't doesn't look like he's been performing too much on the college level his sophomore year was amazing um so maybe unlock him he can step up and fill a little bit of Bainon's shoes so Bainon, so you have caleb rhodes stepping in i think Bengal can definitely step in and provide some points if he can provide anything more than that i'm not sure sir so sure but um you definitely have the other freshman jordan brantley who had i mean he's 610 2.4 blocks he's got some assists that's what i'm looking for i'm looking for rebounds i'm looking for assists i'm looking for blocks and he's got those so he can definitely help out i don't know if he starts but he could definitely i would i would give him a chance and we'll see if they can find some points elsewhere on their team. Um, any other thoughts on Raleigh? Uh, no. All right. Let's go ahead to Bloomington College. Uh, okay. Graduated. The 113-24 class, definitely led by John Koob, who, if I am correct, I believe he's in the top 25 all-time for blocks in the league. Uh, so, such a solid player. Um, lots of rebounds, lots of assists, lots of blocks, uh, and some points to go with it. And they brought in the 2536. So overall, most definitely a better class than what they graduated, but taking a look at their freshman. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they've got Freddie liner to replace Coop immediately. Yeah. Essentially is just a taller Coop. Yeah. Yeah. I, Freddie liner, a guy that I, uh, I had in my net, uh, this past season. So, uh, definitely disappointed that, uh, you know, he's, he's going to Bloomington. I could, I could use him on my roster. <laughs> we could all use him on we our roster. Use, yeah. blocks, you know, uh, so Freddie liner is going to, going to slot in perfectly. Um, you know, when I'm looking at, uh, Bloomington, I mean, they are, uh, they're battle tested. They had the eight toughest schedule uh, mm. from last year and they were able to put together a 14 and 10 record. Yeah. Right. So. And, and uh, last season they made the NTT for the first time since season seven. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, now they're bringing in a top 30 freshman class. So they're, they're ready to take a leap. And when I look at their roster, I see junior guard, goodwill hunting coming back to the team. <laughs> uh, and this team brings back 90% of its scoring. So mm -hmm. it, they're, they're a force on offense. Yeah. It's, it's really impressive to be putting up the numbers that they are to in the conference they are right. So remember right. conference 15, we all know Ann Arbor's in there, uh, Lansing South yep. bend. The, it's yep. a, yep. obviously they love to tout it out there. Best conference in the league, uh, but they've, they've earned it. Right. So, uh, you know, this team was going up against Andrew Tucker, uh, Joshua Henley, Aaron, Eric Frick, all on Am Ann Arbor. And they're still putting up these, these types of stats. So, yeah, like you said, they're returning all their starters. They lose, except for John Coob, who they lose, and they completely replace with Freddie Liner. So they're ready to go for another season and maybe some extra options with the other two guys that they have who are absolute passing machines. They have uh, Cameron Elliott from PG was 6.9 assists to 2.6 turnovers. Benjamin Williams, I really like. I like uh, a tall guy. Six seven from shooting guard, five point six assist 
to only 1.1 turnovers. Um, has some, has some steals, not as many points, but he can absolutely pass. So give them some, some minutes on maybe on the bench, uh, make that bench, the, those minutes count it's a little bit. It's certainly going to be hard to unseat Evan McCullough from running that offense. So mm. yeah, it, I, I love Benjamin Williams. Uh, it just so happens to be another guy that I had in my <laughs> so basically Bloomington's out here. Uh, you know, stealing, stealing anybody that I could think of, um, you know, to, to, to want to sign and, and they were just quicker on the draw. So <laughs> I, I like their team a lot. It is. I I'm really excited to see where they go overall. It's a really tall team. Their guards are six, five and up. Um, and they're bringing in obviously that Freddie liner. So let's go ahead and take a look at Charlotte, Charlotte sand sharks. The graduated class is 4058 and brought in the class of 170, 185. So it looks like they missed out on their ties. But let me see. So they graduate senior Tashawn Weed, power forward 6'8. And then, yeah, that's about it. There are other seniors. One was on the bench, and the other one was backup power forward. So not losing a ton. Uh, I remember seeing Tashawn Weed. I don't remember if it's because I thought his name was funny or if he was good. It didn't look like he did much in his senior year. I mean, 17 points. I can't scoff at. He was their leading scorer. So yeah. let, me, let me take that back. Uh, but other than scoring, I mean, he had 6.5 uh, rebounds. I read, so yeah, not- I read an article about Tashawn Weed. And, you know, after graduation, he said that, you know, he's not, he's not probably going pro. He doesn't, he, you know, he doesn't have that kind of profile. Mm-hmm. But um, he's going back to his hometown, Hershey, Pennsylvania, to open his uh chocolate and marijuana themed dispensary <laughs> so uh you know best of luck to that kid he was a decent player for sure um for sure. he had his fun and yeah now, he's, sure. now he's ready to have some more fun <laughs> um but back in uh so back in season 30 i mean charlotte uh had a national top five finish but mm-hmm. those good times certainly seem like they're a lot longer away now right mm-hmm. they stumbled to a 500 finish in season 31 and failed to make the NTT. So mm-hmm. it, it's going to be a rough go. I'm thinking for, for this season, I mean, they still have a pretty talented squad, but mm-hmm. um, I mean, it looks like they really lost their most important piece and I'm not seeing it come back. I mean, Adrian Wimbush is a, is a solid player for sure at the mm-hmm. rep level, but it's going to be hard to just say, Hey, here's a 14 and 10 guy. And he's going to take over what senior Tashan Lee was doing. Yeah, it's for sure. There's, yeah, there's not much coming in. I, their freshmen are really interesting. I'm really surprised to see what, okay. So Cameron, yeah, it's really tall. Cameron Gilchrist, 7.5 turn, uh, um, rebounds. And yet he's pulling in three blocks. So with 0.1 steals, 0.1 steals, three blocks, no rebounds. I I'm confused. I'm just confused. I don't get that. I don't know how, what attribute combination gets you to that sort of stat line. (laughs) I'm just at the center position, at the center position. I don't know. Um, So I don't think really any of these guys get a serious amount of time. Um, I mean, Ephraim, Connor, mm, not, yeah, I don't know. I I think that they're going to, they might need to find, some of their other players to kind of step in. They might just have to go to these guys purely for the height. 
in yeah. the rebounding, um, which brings in a, you're really going to have to try and lean on some, some of these other younger guys, these guards that have a higher ranking, right? So they're freshmen, they're sophomore last year's freshmen, sophomores, this year's sophomores, juniors, uh, to put up some scoring. Hopefully they can, maybe they're, you know, that sophomore slump is, uh, we always like to blame our sophomore slump. Um, so maybe they can step up to that. Maybe they can't. Otherwise, in terms of the rest of the green group, uh, I think that Charlotte might have a, a bit of a, a hard time in this group. I think so. I think so. And and so I've got Charlotte finishing at the bottom of this group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's talk about that. What are your thoughts overall for this group? Where are we where do we think we're we're landing here? Yeah. So I've got Charlotte, like I said, finishing at the bottom. Uh, Raleigh coming in third, Salt Lake City in second. I got Bloomington taking this group mm. with a group MVP, Evan McAuliffe. Yeah, I like it. I like that hot take. Um, I can't. The 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 com- wombo combo of Malik Hutchison and Evan Evan Trask. It's hard. It's I I can't bet against it. I just can't. The Evan Hutchison play the man. Bills fans play the man. Let him stay in, put him at that center and let him guard that rim. I don't care if he's shorter than Trask. Uh, I, I think that he's, I think he's your, your go-to guy for that. Let him facilitate from, I know it's from a weird position, but let him facilitate. I think they've got some options in terms of just pure flexibility and guarding the rim. I think Salt Lake takes this, uh, but it's it's not a blowout by any means. I think it's going to be a, a, a tough race for this green group. Absolutely. Any players to keep your eye out um, for this for this group? So I'm going to be specifically watching Freddie Liner. I want to see how mm-hmm. he slots in, um, and 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 can he replicate the the anywhere close to the to the to the block parties that he was putting on <laughs> in high school. I as a guy that I, you know, scouted, uh, as a prep player, I, you know, I want to, I, he's going to be the one I'm watching. Yeah. I, uh, I'm curious to see how coach toast deals with the loss of Baynon. So I'm going to be looking at, uh, Rodney Bengal, um, and Caleb Rhodes on his team. I wonder what they do and just stepping up to try and fill that spot. Cause I mean, I'm assuming Nicholas was at a nine, nine. Right. And so you're going to come in, maybe put Rodney and Caleb at a seven, seven or an eight, eight, and kind of see if they can, can pop off with the supporting uh, cast around them. Otherwise all eyes on Hutchison, all eyes on Hutchison. I want to see this man get five blocks a game. I think it's in him. I was looking through some of his game log numbers and there's some stupid games in here. I mean, six blocks eight blocks, six blocks, four blocks. That's in a series of five games. So he's got potential. And I think we just need to unlock him a bit. Yeah. All right. Thanks you guys for listening. We will be right back with the next group.